Welcome to the Law Enforcement Today radio show. I'm your host. My name is John J. Wiley. In addition to being a radio broadcaster, I'm a retired Baltimore Police Sergeant. In most episodes of the Law Enforcement Today radio show, we'll be joined by special guests. We'll be talking about issues that affect law enforcement officers, both active and retired, their families, friends, and supporters. We'll also be discussing incidents in the news from the perspective of those in law enforcement. Visit our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, and be sure to like and follow us on Facebook. Search for Law Enforcement Today. This episode of Law Enforcement Today brought to you by Galls.com. We're thrilled to have them on board, sponsoring episodes of our podcast and radio show, sponsoring our app. And they've been in business for 50 years, 50 years serving first responders and law enforcement community. They're industry leaders. They've got a huge online catalog, everything you could ever want. Galls.com. Check them out. Their catalog is spectacular. Everything from like a retired guy like me to active guy like Robert, men, women, they've got everything you could ever need between tactical gear, clothing, footwear, everything. Also be sure to check them out on Facebook and Instagram. Back in the studio with my cohort, Robert Greenberg, himself. How are you, Robert? I'm doing great, Jay. Great. Great to be back with you. And it is good. I kind of got spoiled doing the radio show by myself, I'll be honest with you. Well, you know. It's a lot easier. Yeah, well, I'm a very difficult individual. (laughs) (laughs) You could say that. I'm not going to say that because we're friends. I've heard your wife say that, though. Yeah, well. And everybody that knows you says that. Everybody. (laughs) That's all right. We have our unique personalities. Joining us on the phone from Chicago, we have Frank Gross. Frank, how are you? Very good. How are you doing today? Good. You are a retired Chicago police uh, officer. You want to tell us a little bit about your career? I retired in 2012. I started in uh, 1986, and I was a police officer, a detective, sergeant, lieutenant, captain, and uh, commander in the office of the superintendent, and then the uh, special events in Chicago. So we worked with uh, every major event that happened in Chicago, including the protests and the uh, celebrations when when and if a sports team won a victory. And then uh, we uh, took care of uh, Senator-elect or Senator Obama when he became uh, President-elect Obama. So I worked with the Secret Service on that and then uh, retired as a uh, uh, district commander in patrol and then went to the private sector and worked for uh, corporate security and bank for five years and happily uh, in June came back to the police department, a part of the police department. We support Chicago police officers. I'm the uh, director of operations for the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation. Well, thank you for your career. Thank you for your service uh, on the department and also for what you're doing with the uh, CPD Memorial. First of all, I got to say this. My condolences to everyone in Chicago, the Bauer family. Uh, tragic story. You had the opportunity to call me during the funeral. At, uh, sad, sad times for you guys. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been quite a, quite a week. It's been uh, just a week since, uh, since I was in the office and we learned that you know a police officer got shot, which is We've been blessed here in Chicago. It hasn't happened since in almost seven years. And then uh, to hear that it's it's a it's a good friend. Paul was the commanding officer of the uh, mounted unit here in Chicago and handled every protest and every celebration with such uh, finesse. Uh, nothing um, 
He handled thousands and thousands of people and never let it get to him. Always a smile on his face. One of the most generous people I know. And and like I told his officers uh, in his district, Paul was a, a cop's cop, and, and Paul died because uh, he was answering a call. Another officer was calling for help, uh, chasing a, a felon who didn't know it was a felon at the time, but Paul was right there. He was actually on his way to go see some alderman about uh, some robberies in, in his district, and uh, instead of, uh, he let the alderman wait and wanted to help his feather, fellow officers, and unfortunately, uh, evil evil uh, won that afternoon, and, and we lost Paul. I'm really sad to hear that, and I also had the opportunity to read a letter from uh, his widow, Erin Bauer, which uh, brought me to tears, and I believe it was on the CPD memorial page. Yeah, Aaron is, uh, I mean, that's uh, the whole thing. That's what we're all about is trying to support the families. And, and uh, Aaron joined a club that she told us, you know, it's a club she never never wanted to join. No one wants to be a Gold Star family member. And uh, whatever we can do to try to help their their days a little bit more. Today, poor, poor Grace, their daughter went to school and uh, very quietly... Uh, Paul's commander, or Paul's captain, picked up Aaron and their daughter, Grace, and took her to school for the first time. They had a contingent of officers who were out there saluting her and family members of the kids at the school that Paul was an active uh, participant at. Uh, he brought his daughter to school every day and unfortunately can't be there. And uh, we were there. The police were there. And we will always be there. It's just... Uh, Remarkable family, remarkable man. At the funeral on Saturday, his daughter read the first reading of scripture, uh, like she did at every police mass. We have a police mass here in Chicago, second Sunday and the fourth Sunday of the month in a small uh, mission uh, in Chicago. And it's, it's a nice, intimate group of people, but the Bowers were regular attendees and, and uh, their daughter, Grace, traditionally read the reading and uh the funny story is last sunday grace had laryngitis and she couldn't read and paul asked uh or he started he got up there and he started to read the scripture and someone in the back yelled out we want grace and he told them kindly that they've got him today and uh i don't know if it was uh his way to say goodbye but i mean it's amazing amazing how these things happen but grace read the scripture on, on uh, Saturday and made everyone proud. What a strong, remarkable family uh, all left behind. I was just thinking that I there would be no way that uh, I could see myself doing that after losing somebody so dear and so close. No, she's only 13 years old, but oh uh, she's got her father's strength and, and uh, the love and the support of her family and, uh, and, the, and the entire Chicago police family. And if you saw what Grace said, or actually what Erin said in her letter that uh, we were allowed to share with uh, the city. She thanks everyone for their support, and, and it is there. I've never seen in my, in my 31 years in law enforcement, I've never seen the outpouring of support uh, as we did last Saturday. Uh, it was quite something to see, and uh, it's, we appreciate it. Where can people see her letter? Uh, they can see it. At, uh, at, we put it on our website. And we're at www.cpdmemorial.org. 
Um, and that's where you can find out about the, the organization. We've only been around. Uh, we started to build a memorial to Gold Star family members uh, on the v, uh, urging of some Gold Star family members. And uh, we had a little park. And then uh, when they did some reconstruction on the lakefront, we uh, were able to get about five acres. And we created this beautiful memorial that Deadly will hold 580 names of officers that have given their lives to the city of Chicago. Paul's name will be added in the spring right before our annual. Uh, we have a run to remember, a 5K race that brings out families, uh, young and old, and, and that's in the, the first Saturday of May. So before that, we'll, we'll have a small ceremony and we'll uh, add Paul Bauer's name to our wall. Never, never in my wildest dreams did I expect to this, but will ne- our motto is we will never forget and he will not be forgotten. I mean, what, what the foundation does is we, uh, we take care of the, the education and any needs for the families. Uh, as a police officer, I worked no- numerous jobs so that I could make sure that I could uh, send my children to the school they wanted to go to and I thought was uh, important for them to go to. And most cops I know work m- numerous jobs to take care of their family and Unfortunately, that Paul's not here, that's where the foundation steps in, and we'll make sure that whatever school she wants to go to, she won't have any expenses. And then the foundation takes care of preschool all the way up through high school, the 100 Club, uh, which takes care of first responders and been around for 50 years, will take care of college. But uh, nothing's going to replace Paul. Absolutely. Sorry. So, Sadly, nothing does. And we're going to take a short break. We're going to be returning our conversation with Frank Gross, uh, talking about his career in the Chicago Police Department, talking about the Chicago PD Memorial Fund, their website, what they do. Folks, you listen to Law Enforcement Today. We'll be right back. We have a killer among us. It kills indiscriminately without regard to age, gender, socioeconomic status, or race. This deadly problem has hit epidemic proportions. It's drug and alcohol abuse. If you or someone you know is struggling with substance abuse, there is hope. Check out Serenity Oaks Wellness Center. Make the free confidential call for more information. 888-910-1680. That's 888-910-1680. Online at serenityoakswellness.com. Do you owe back taxes to the IRS? Newsflash, the president has changed the tax laws. And now you may be able to pay the IRS less. If you owe $10,000 or more in back taxes, the tax doctor can help you pay the IRS as little as possible allowed by law. There are new tax laws for business owners, the self-employed, even W-2 workers. If you have a back tax problem or a few years of unfilled returns, new help to save you money is now here. Call right now to see how the new tax laws can help you. Plus, right now, we'll waive the consultation fee and give you a free tax savings report. Attention business owners, the self-employed, and W-2 workers. Make this free call to the tax doctor now and learn how to take advantage of the new tax laws that may help you pay the IRS less. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. 800-663-5107. That's 800 800- 663 Do you need a car? 
been shopping only to be turned down because of bad credit, low credit, no credit, bankruptcy, or divorce? Guess what? Today's your lucky day. Because now, you can buy a car, truck, or SUV, just about any vehicle. It's true. Bad credit doesn't matter. No credit doesn't matter. Bankruptcy or divorce, it just doesn't matter. As a matter of fact, your job is your ticket to your new vehicle. We're Auto Credit Express, and we've helped thousands of people just like you. Antonio H. told us, great company, got me connected, and the day I went in, I drove off in the car I wanted. 100% worth your time. Need a car? Get started now and drive off as early as today. Just go to 3ignoremyscore.com right now. That's www.the3ignoremyscore.com. Auto financing the easy way. 3ignoremyscore.com. Get started today. Auto financing the easy way. There are many sounds in your daily life. Ones that make you smile. (laughs) Ones that help you relax. And there are some sounds that can help save lives. Wireless emergency alerts. Now on many mobile devices, use a unique sound and vibration to bring you critical information about emergencies in your area. With updates from local sources you know and trust, you can be in the know wherever you are. Learn more at ready.gov alerts. Brought to you by FEMA and the Ad Council. Welcome back to the Law Enforcement Today show. I'm John J. Wiley. Robert Greenberg and I on the phone with Frank Gross, uh, taking time out of his busy day, uh, calling us from Chicago. A, a lengthy career, Chicago Police Department. Now you're back into public service. You've been talking about the CPD Memorial. You help raise money, donate money to the, the children of slain officers to continue their education. Is, there, is that... I'm not saying it's in a bad uh, and demeaning way. What, uh, what other services does the foundation offer, Frank? So what we do is we try to, I, I mean, we're, as, a, as a young police sergeant and, and a lieutenant and captain, I, it seems like every week I was standing up before a, a roll call and asking, uh, hey, hey, guys, we need to uh, pitch in because, you know, Officer Jones' daughter needs some help or, uh, you know, Bob... Bob Smith's wife uh, just passed away, and we could use some help. So, so what the foundation does is it comes together and supports all uh, Chicago police families, and uh, we support police officers. We've been we we started building the memorial in 2004, and then in 2007 we finished the memorial rather quickly with the help of contributions from police officers and some of the other businesses and citizens in Chicago. And what we found was that let's continue this fundraising on. And uh, we decided uh, uh, looking for a mission beyond the memorial. And the mission was, while the 100 Club takes care of college, there's nothing to take care of uh, the education for our children from grammar school, from preschool, all the way through high school. And uh, most cops I know um, send their kids to private schools because they want the best for their children. I mean, they're out there especially when they see uh, what might happen in, in, a, in a public school system that might not be as well-received or, or they don't believe it's as good as what they, their children deserve. So that was the first thing. And then what we've done is we've added on where an officer in Chicago, when they start the job, they get a bulletproof vest. Those bulletproof vests actually expire after five years, and uh, 
they're actually supposed to be placed uh, flat on a surface every day, uh, which doesn't happen because if you know any cop with any locker, they're about six inches wide and, right. and you know thirty inches tall. So we scrunch them in there, and, and at the end of the day, um, while the officer is getting a uniform allowance, uh, we find that most officers are taking care of the kids. Uh, school bills or taking care of a medical bill or taking care of some brakes on the car. But uh, mom or dad, that are the police officers, are always the last one to be taken care of. So what we determined was we were going to start a program to make sure that the second and the subsequent best are, are paid for. We, uh, we started out about four years ago or three and a half years ago to do 8,000 vests. And I'm happy to say that last year we uh, we gave the city the last check for 8,000 vests that uh, we replaced. And uh, we we're committed to doing another 500 vests. So that's the uh, Get Behind the Vest program that we started. And that's been really well received by the uh, community. But more importantly, we're going to try to take care of our officers and make sure that they never get encounter someone and uh, with a vest that will fail. Excellent. So, Excellent uh, job. Uh, that's, that's the other thing we do. We, uh, we have a death benefit for officers. We give that death to immediately. But just an example, right before Christmas, two officers, one on the south and one on the, uh, one in the Bridgeport neighborhood, right where Commander Paul Bauer lived, lost their houses to fire. Uh, within 45 minutes, the board had gotten together via email and agreed, and within 24 hours, we made a substantial contribution to those officers to try to take care of the emergency needs uh, of a fire. I mean, it's things like that every month. We're getting different cases where uh, we have a, a young officer in the, the academy. Her husband had to quit uh, his job because they have a child that needs a, a kidney transplant, and uh, we help them out. Uh, we have officers, when they're shot, or injured seriously, and uh, most, like I said, most cops I know work overtime to make ends meet. When they're injured, and uh, and they're going to be laid up for a while until they can get better, we help them with mortgage payments, with rent payments, and things like that to make sure that you know their sacrifice that they're making for their medical help. Uh, we don't put another financial burden on them. So that's what the foundation is all about. It's uh, it's to take care of each other. Since 2007, we've given away $9.3 million wow. in, in funds to families. I mean, if you look at some of the, and that's why I'm so proud to be back. While Bank a nice organization, and they were very good to me, and worked with some wonderful people around the country that were former law enforcement and things like that, this is a lot more important and meaningful, and I think we can, I can do a lot more for the families here in Chicago. Excellent. That's why I'm back. I'm proud to be back. So it sounds like the organization started out with one mission, but basically it's evolving into whoever needs help. If they're in the Brotherhood, you guys are willing to take it into consideration to help them out. Right. When the, the tragedy struck in Dallas, I mean, the board got together and, and helped out in, in some way. So, I mean, it, we're, we're basically... It's the Chicago Police Memorial Foundation, and um, we find the need is, is very strong here, so we can take care of people. But Chicago's been very lucky, been very lucky. Uh, we haven't hurt like this with, with uh, Commander Bauer's death uh, in a long time. But if you look at Dallas and you look at poor New York and, and the other parts of the country, in a blink of an eye, we can all be uh, 
looking after families that we got to take care of and we're committed to taking care of and never forget the sacrifice that that family has made that's, uh, to our city and to, and to the public. That's so awesome, Frank. You brought up a good subject that I do want maybe some feedback from you. It's such a huge city, such violence. And thank God it's been seven years since one of our brothers was killed in Chicago where they're falling in every other major city more often than not. Is there anything that you can put your finger on why there's not the violence towards the officers and killed in the line of duty in Chicago? I, uh, you know, um, as a, as a, as a street cop, and I mean, we're taught in the Academy to treat people with respect and, you know, you, uh, I can't tell you how many people have, you know, given it up to me as a detective because they want to get it out there uh, off their back. Uh, but more importantly is probably the way I was treating those people, and, uh, I, you know, there's a minuscule amount of, of bad apples in any organization. And I think that, that's what the media seems to go for. They, they love the, the stories of a, a cop gone bad. And, and anyone in law enforcement, any person who puts on this badge, they know when, when one of those bad people come to light, it's like a punch in the gut. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it's something that hurts all of us. There's a shame there, but uh, I got to think that we're we've been lucky because you know we we uh, the cops are are good cops here in Chicago and stuff like that. But then I'm not to take it away from anyone. It's just the you, you never know. It's it's when it's your time, it's your time, and you know. Uh, but I mean, Paul. Paul was heading to a, a meeting at City Hall uh, without a vest on, and, uh, you know, all of a sudden he, he met that guy who shouldn't have been on the street. I mean, if that's what makes us more angry than anything is uh, a four-time convicted felon on the street in a bulletproof vest. I mean, that guy was wearing a bulletproof vest, and from what I understand, had an extended clip in his the magazine. uh what was he out to do? And uh, unfortunately, Paul met him and uh, Paul gave his life for that. That seems to be the situation more often than not nowadays, not just in Chicago, but around the United States, where we have hardcore convicted career criminals on the street instead of being incarcerated where they're supposed to be. And the media is not covering that at all. No. That could be a discussion in and of itself that would take you know, many, many hours, but that's sure. the situation in Chicago, that's New York, that's Baltimore, it's here in South Florida, and um, I, I get so angry at the loss of life, not just police officers, not just my brothers and sisters, but innocents that, that are just going about their daily life, and then some scumbag who, who's nothing more than a career criminal is out again and then uh, gets in a gunfight and mows down like a a two-year-old. We hear these stories all the time, but they never seem to address in the news the failings of the legislature, the the city councils, the aldermans, or whatever term you want to use. They're not keeping these people locked up where they should be. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to Law Enforcement Today. We'll be right back. We have a killer among us. It kills indiscriminately without regard to age, gender, socioeconomic status, or race. 
This deadly problem has hit epidemic proportions. It's drug and alcohol abuse. If you or someone you know is struggling with substance abuse, there is hope. Check out Serenity Oaks Wellness Center. Make the free confidential call for more information. 888-910-1680. That's 888-910-1680. Online at serenityoakswellness.com. Public safety professionals are regular people that heroically rush forward. Despite the fire or the storm, despite the worst of society and the undeserved contempt, they rush in to save, to protect, to hold our nation together. For more than 50 years, Galls has stood with our troops stationed abroad and with our nation's first responders who serve us here at home every day. Galls, proud to serve America's public safety professionals. Visit Galls.com today. Back to the Law Enforcement Today show, having a, a stimulating conversation with Frank Gross, retired Chicago police, uh, one of the uh, board of directors of the CPD Memorial Foundation. Frank, we were just talking about, and I hate saying it this way, the sadness, I feel the sadness of the loss of Commander Bauer. Never met him, don't know him, but I, I've known so many men and women like him that exemplify and are the epitome of the professionalism of law enforcement, that they're gunned down, and, and that the loss is devastating. But the media never seems to make the correlation that that's the vast majority of police in the United States, that that's what they're like, that he's a perfect example of what this profession is really all about. What the CPD Memorial is doing is an example of what this profession is all about. And we never hear that in the media. We hear, like you said, about the few bad apples. And they, they run like lunatics with those stories. Well, you also don't hear the politicians who talk about why is a, a man with this kind of record still on the street? You know, why? what is the system that allows him to get out there? And like you said, it's not just the police because we hurt ourselves more than other people hurt us, sadly because of the, the stress of the job. But what about the innocents? I mean, we had people that are... I, I had a father who was writing uh, a check on his uh, at his kitchen table and the bullet came through the, the window. And, and that was... Uh, I think that was another felon. I mean, uh, there's some really predators out here and they belong behind bars. Yeah. They don't belong on the street. And, uh, and everyone is not safe. They roam the place. And it's not just a Chicago problem. It's a nationwide problem. And I know who the problems are. I know why it's happening. But we can't seem to get anyone to take notice and say, enough is enough. We got to do something about it. Yeah, you'd like to see someone stand up and and say something. But, I mean, it all starts in the criminal court system. I mean, uh, how many cops go to court and the cases are thrown out or... A technicality comes along, but more, it, it seems like we coddle the criminals and we want to give them one more chance. At, at the eulogy, the Father Brandt, who's the police chaplain, made a eulogy about the, the scripture that that Grace had read uh, the week before, and it was about the leopard and, and uh, Jesus uh, separating, keeping the leopard separate from someone, and he compared them to the criminals that are out there. And, and while you can be a Christian and be loving, but you realize that you can't, those people can't be amongst us. 
and they have to be kept separate. And uh, it, it's um, it's a great uh, eulogy if you had a chance to to take a look I at would Father love uh, to hear it and uh, Father Branch. Yeah. And I think I'll try to get a hold of that and put it on our website. Oh, uh, please do. They, they were really powerful. And what's the website address again? It's uh, cpdmemorial.org. Got a question. This isn't just a Chicago thing. Someone might be listening right now, say, in Philadelphia. They might be listening uh, State College, Pennsylvania, or in Mississippi and going, you know, it's horrible what the people of Chicago are going through. We hear about it in the news all the time. But this is not... This is not isolated to your neck of the woods. How bad of a problem do you think this is about us as a society not taking violent criminals seriously enough? I think I, I think you're right on. I mean, it, it's uh, they're running the streets of every city and in the country. I think our, our the system is broken and needs to be fixed, and we, and we need to to look at these uh, these violent offenders. And uh, Commander Bauer talked about it because he had a thing that he'd go out and meet people of the community. They called it coffee with the commander, and he'd sit down with them. But then some of the local media stations followed him around, and there's interviews with Paul uh, where he talks about, you know, these are violent, repeat offenders. It's not someone who's going to the store to steal a loaf of bread to feed his family. These are violent offenders with guns and selling a high amount of narcotics and dregs of society that need to be locked up and kept away from the good people. And that's the problem that I think is nationwide in America. Very sad to say, but I, I don't see a great solution until, until the judges and the court system and the, the prosecuting attorneys go for the maximum and, and keep them in, in prison. Because sometimes they, you just can't turn them around. And then our corrections officers wind up having to deal with them forever and ever and ever when they're, they're lifers. And, and they take the brunt of it, too. And uh, so people say, well, hey, they'll never see the light of day again. I'm like, yeah, but what about all the people that work in the prisons? Our corrections officers, those are staff members that, that go to help them and are brutalized. It, it's certainly not fair to them as well, either. No, no. And, and what happens when they come out? I mean, they, they become pray, uh, praying on the innocent again. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sad. In, yeah, in, I feel for the correction officers. They can't ever even get away uh, from them. I couldn't do that job. Be locked in there in that environment, I'm telling you. Very tough. No. Uh, very, very tough. Frank, in, in light of the commander's uh, incident with violent felon that, or scumbag, as you will, that took his life, is the foundation going to be looking at some legislation or speaking to the politicians? Is that is that is that a new entity that you guys have discussed that you might get involved uh, with? You know, we've uh, we've talked about doing some uh, supporting uh, legislative moves. We are actually right across the street from the Fraternal Order of Police uh, Lodge Seven. The union for uh, the Chicago police officers have a great relationship because we both support police officers, and they've got a um, they've got some people down in Springfield in our state capital that are con- consistently working to try to do it, and we certainly do uh, support legislation that would strengthen the gun law or strengthen the laws that would keep people safe. I don't want to say it's gun laws, but I mean we have some really great gun 
gun laws here in Illinois, but their people aren't enforcing it. Man, how can a guy who who has a gun? I mean, my wife is a uh, is a principal in a school, and I can remember years ago she would have a kid brought a, a gun to school, and they had a hell of a time just trying to. Uh, they wouldn't expel him because he was a juvenile. Wow. You know, and here's a kid who brings a gun to school. This was many years ago, and things have changed, but. I, I mean, we we need some. We need to keep them away and locked up. And uh, unfortunately, you know, the, they talk about prisons being crowded and things like that. But I don't know. I think we should uh, keep the violent criminals away from the innocent. Maybe, just maybe. And I don't want to sound like some sort of person that's on a political fringe because I'm not. Maybe we should spend more time worrying about the quality of life for people that are innocent and haven't committed crimes and less about the people who are being institutionalized, incarcerated for being career criminals. Maybe we should not worry so much about their safety and comfort, regardless of what the courts say. Yeah, I, I, I can't agree with you more. I mean, that, those are the ones on the street that, like you said, the people, the poor kids sitting on their porch and, you know, a guy who was arrested for a gun and gets out in a few days and then uh, comes back and shoots his friend or his enemy and misses and then we've got an innocent kid who can't even play on her front porch. Right. Uh, Very sad. And that was a situation in Baltimore in the neighborhoods I worked where people by four o'clock they would all be indoors. They couldn't couldn't sit on their front porches because of the the crime, the drug gangs and the shooting and the indiscriminate violence. It was just uh, it was epidemic then, and you know people act like it's a new problem now, and it's not. This has been going on for a very, very long time. We're going to take a short break. You are listening to Law Enforcement Today. We'll be right back. Remember in the beginning, when you first started to build a life for you and your family, you never imagined it would come to this. Instead of living your dreams, you're living with debt. In fact, it's smothering you. Now there's a way you can take back control with one simple call. If you owe $10,000 or more in credit card debt, you qualify to receive a free, no-obligation consultation on how to get rid of that debt for good. Call the Debt Helpline now. We work on your behalf to reduce your debt. We specialize in credit cards, retail store cards, and medical bills. One simple call is all it takes to get the ball rolling to a debt-free life. Stop living with debt and start living your dreams. Call the Debt Helpline now. 800-948-6817 That's 800-948-6817 We have a killer among us. It kills indiscriminately, without regard to age, gender, socioeconomic status, or race. This deadly problem has hit epidemic proportions. It's drug and alcohol abuse. If you or someone you know is struggling with substance abuse, there is hope. Check out Serenity Oaks Wellness Center. Make the free confidential call for more information. 888-910-1680. That's 888-910-1680. Online at serenityoakswellness.com. Public safety professionals are regular people that heroically rush forward. Despite the fire or the storm, despite the worst of society and the undeserved contempt, 
They rush in to save, to protect, to hold our nation together. For more than 50 years, Galls has stood with our troops stationed abroad and with our nation's first responders who serve us here at home every day. Galls, proud to serve America's public safety professionals. Visit Galls.com today. As a small business owner, there's one word that you absolutely dread, payroll. For small businesses, it's a big burden. You may think you're saving time and money doing it yourself. But come on, are you? Timesheets, processing checks, calculating taxes, a total waste of your time. Paychex simplifies payroll processing, saving you time and money. Submit your payroll online, fax it in, or call your dedicated Paychex payroll specialist. And you're done! Learn more at trypaychex.com. Come on, do the math. The IRS dishes out 8 million penalties a year. Make one mistake and you're on the hook. On average, you're losing nearly one business day every month doing payroll. That's time and money you'll never get back, unless you get paychecks. More than half a million small businesses already do. Call 877-375-3164. Trade payroll pressure for peace of mind. Call now, 877-375-3164. That's 877-375-3164. Welcome back to the Law Enforcement Today show. Joining us, Frank Gross, retired Chicago Police Department, member of the Board of Directors of the CPD Memorial. And I got to say this, you know, I'm an old East East Coast cop, but Robert is also, he's still an East Coast cop. There's certain things about Chicago, the police department, that's, that's iconic and different compared to a lot of other agencies. For example, am I correct? You guys have a star, not a badge, but you have a shield on the hat and... You guys do things yeah, differently. We, you got different language too. Yeah, we don't make uh, arrests. We get ahead. Uh, <laughs> we or we don't. We, no, we make arrests. We don't get perps. We don't. Uh, we don't get the perps. We make arrests or we get ahead. Well, we, and, in Baltimore, uh, we call them arrests, and New York, it's collars. But a term we've right. always referred to when we talk with uh, Larry Casey and Bob Weisskopf, who we do a lot of. Uh, interviews with and their contributors on our website lawenforcementtoday.com uh, they use the term I'd never hear anywhere else coppers I'd never hear that term anywhere else but you guys yeah yeah, we're we're coppers I mean that was one of the things uh, first I thought it was an insult but uh, no we cop uh, is a wonderful thing uh, the copper is a, is a term of endearment amongst us but hey I, in my last job uh, as to with security with the bank. The nice thing was I talked to cops from all over the country for various criminal activity, but we all speak the same language, which is really nice. You know, there's a bond because until you walk in a cop's shoes, you never really know what it's like. Uh, it's a nice bond that we all have. You know, Frank, of respect. Frank, you're one lucky man, I would say. You, you have a distinguished, outstanding, successful career with Chicago PD. And you leave for a short time, and now you're back, and you sound really, really enthusiastic and uh, kind of reborn. I'm telling you, it's it's lucky. I was counting the days, like I said, real good people and stuff like that, but I was counting the days until I would not have to uh, do anything. Uh, children would be all done with college and graduate school and things like that and shouldn't have uh, lots of cares in the world. And then... The person who had this job took a different position, actually with a bank, and uh, opened it up, and I threw my head, and it's something I'm passionate about. I mean, 
it, it's like when you were a cop, you know, how many cops would do their job for free because they loved it so much. Right. And uh, this week was one of the saddest ones I've ever experienced. But if I can help um, Paul's, Paul's wife out and their daughter out and help some of the other families and uh, try to make their days e- earlier, easier, uh, we did a thing which I'm so proud of. We had a, um, an officer, a, a narcotics officer, who did a search warrant on a Sunday morning many years ago. And uh, unfortunately, the bad guy came home while this was going on and shot and killed Officer Nathaniel Taylor. Nate Taylor had a, a young daughter that he had just taken to kindergarten for the first time. And then uh, Nate was slain. And um, he never got to take her to another day of school. His daughter has turned into a beautiful young woman. She wanted to go to a, a private Christian school here in Chicago that actually happens to be right across from uh, from police headquarters. It's actually a school, uh, a very good school that former Mayor Daly and some other uh, well-known people have gone to. And she she tested and she was accepted and she got in there. And, and happily, the Police Memorial Foundation would make sure she doesn't have to worry about any of the funding for it. But what we did was we decided to to take Naomi to school. So I, I was uh, I wanted to get it's been so many years since he was killed. I wanted to make sure that I, I didn't force someone into doing this. I wanted to get someone who maybe knew the family or who wanted to help out. And I uh, called the commander of the narcotics division when I when I couldn't really find the right person. And and uh what happened was is the commander of the narcotics uh, division actually turned out to be uh, a police officer in narcotics when this went down. And he knew uh, Nate Taylor and he knew Naomi and Ron Kimball is his name. And Ron Kimball picked up Naomi the first day of school and dropped her off to school. And as a father of young girls, I know you never want to embarrass someone, especially on their first day of high school. So what we did was we, uh, dropped her off right across from from headquarters at headquarters and we had a contingent of police officers that learned about it got out there saluted naomi taylor as she walked uh up to the corner and we allowed her to cross and go into school but it was the while nate can't be here for his daughter the chicago police department and chicago police memorial foundation will always be here for for nate's family and um, and that's what it's all about. So very proud of that day. That was, uh, and that's why I'm so happy to be a part of this foundation. What a great story, Frank. Maybe you could share something really quickly about Commander Bauer that maybe wasn't out there, but you had personal knowledge of. Commander Bauer was. Uh, I mean, every, I keep on hearing story after story. Here, here's a quick one. And I and um, we had an event that we had been planning for, and it was. It was a community that was going to support the Get Behind the Vest program to continue to support the 500 vests we're going to get by every year for the officers. And the community came out in mass. It's always been a big fundraiser, but it's held in a neighborhood that uh, on the south uh, south side Beverly neighborhood of, of Chicago that has a high amount of police officers and city workers and things like that. They're modest houses and things like that, but it's away from the high prices of the inner city in the downtown area and it's a safe neighborhood but they came out in mass and one of the officers who came was a member of the mounted unit and uh he told me a story 
that when he was a young police officer in the mounted unit and Paul Bauer was his commanding officer, he was only a lieutenant at the time, but he was the commanding officer of the unit. Well, this, uh, this uh, officer had a son that was born, and he had a terrible heart problem, uh, a heart disease that caused, he said, my son, his back had to be cut open completely, and they had to work on his heart and almost reconstruct it. And commanding officer Bauer called him up and said, you know, congratulations on the birth of your boy, but I want you to know that uh, I heard about the complications, and, and he's in our prayers, and uh, we've got a new job for you. It's, uh, it's called the, the night watchman in the barn, the horse barn, and the nice thing is uh, don't worry about showing up right away. And it was, uh, it was one of those things that Paul did without anyone knowing, and the man, we had enough medical, the man could have done that and things like that, but it was a quick action of man-to-man, father-to-father, to take care of each other, and that's what Paul did. I mean, they told the story about a maintenance worker at the, the police station that he worked at, and uh, he didn't speak a lot of English. Now, Paul's the highest member, the highest, the commanding officer, the highest person of rank in that whole district that's probably about 400 people, and Paul would make sure that he would talk to that young custodian to try to help him to learn a little bit of an English. There's stories that just keep on coming out of the woodwork because everyone had a nice story about Paul, Uh, you know, to the, to the waiting in line because to get into a restaurant and uh, whereas he could have put in line or used his nays or used his position to try to get some special things. But Paul never did that. And uh, he's a good man, a great father, a great, a man of faith, and um, and think, and hopefully, the family's faith will help them get through this this terrible time. Thank you so much for for sharing your stories of uh, Commander Paul Bauer from Chicago Police Department, and uh, I want to thank you for again your service to the Chicago Chicago Police Department. I believe that we don't say that to each other enough. You know, other people's nice when uh, civilians say, "Hey, thank you for your service." Uh, you know, I get that does a lot for me, but. It means even more when another officer, active, retired cop says, uh, thank you for your service. We need to do that more. So I want to thank you for your service then and also for your service with the CPD Memorial. What is the website for people to get more information or make donations? We'd love for you to donate and support the cause. It's uh, cpdmemorial.org. And uh, we've got uh, nice merchandise and, and uh, we have teams uh, that are running. we got a big 5K race that... We're hopefully Commander Bauer's team will win the Superintendent's Cup. It's a new uh, thing for this year. Uh, we're going to have districts and units competing against each other just for participation. And and uh, I'm a little biased, but I hope Paul's unit wins the cup this we'll year. We'll be rooting for him, too. Frank Gross, thanks so much for being a guest. We appreciate it. Thank you for uh, asking me to join. I really appreciate it. You take care and be safe. Be sure to check out our online store, Law Enforcement Today. It's very easy to find. Go to our website, lawenforcementtoday.com, or our Facebook page, search for Law Enforcement Today, and the Shop Now button, or click our Store button on our website. And when you go there, check out the great selection of cool items, shirts, hats, all kinds of accessories, and we've got a special for you. When you check out... The discount code, put the code RADIO, it's R-A-D-I-O, RADIO, for special discounts and offers at our store. Shop law enforcement today. Very easy to find. 
on our website, lawenforcementtoday.com. Also on our Facebook page, search for Law Enforcement Today. Be sure to click the like button when you're there. And when you're shopping, at the end, discount code, put RADIO, R-A-D-I-O, in for special discounts and offers. Check it out today. How do people contact us? It's so easy these days with social media and emails. They can contact you at j at lawenforcementtoday.com. Myself, Robert, at lawenforcementtoday.com on our Facebook page, Law Enforcement Today. Get that word, Law Enforcement Today, in your head. Uh, or you can just go to the Law Enforcement Today website. Down at the bottom of the page is a contact us page. Hit us up with a message and we will be sure to get back to you. Another great guest coming your way next week on law enforcement today on behalf of everyone associated with law enforcement today i'm john j wiley till next time see ya